Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated by the obstacles you face? Well, you're not alone. The Resiliency Ninja is here to help. Allison Graham is a speaker, author, and business coach. But most importantly, she's on a mission to give you tools to succeed in times when it feels like life sucks. Now, here's your host, Allison Graham. Welcome back to the Resiliency Ninja podcast. I'm your host, Allison Graham. If you heard last week's Wacha Fridays, you know that it was about patience and how do we have patience when we have a big goal, we have a big vision, and we're, we feel like we're doing the work and it just it feels like it's taking forever to come to fruition. And I think we all go through this. And you may remember that I used an example of a person by the name of Liana Lozon, who is the founder of Rocking Vibe, my favorite jewelry line. And she was uh, the topic of conversation. I was so impressed with how she had you know, grown and her, her business had, had, is now on the upswing and, and has got the momentum. And then I thought, well, you know what? It's even better to hear the story directly from Liana. So this week's guest is Liana Lozon. Welcome to the podcast. Allison, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Well, I'm excited because... Well, actually, no, I'm going to tell the first story of when I was not excited. Are, are, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Liana is one of the most talented action photographers you will ever get to see photos from. And I met her originally, the Universal Line, for us to come together. And she ended up shooting the cover of my book, Married My Mom, Birth a Dog, How to Be Resilient When Life Sucks. And of course, I wanted something that was very fun and energetic because the title is funny and is a joke and yet the content is very serious. So I wanted to get more pictures taken. And I sent Liana a note and she said, no, <laughs> I can't do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because she had to focus on rocking vibe. You I did. made that I, choice. It was actually one of the hardest things. I've been really practicing saying no because of course you want to say yes. We are like, you know, you want to help people. But it was a really hard test for myself to say no to you because of course I wanted to do it. And I decided that I'm going to go all in and see how far I can take rocking vibe. And I just didn't want any distractions. I knew I had to be all in. Otherwise, um, it was never going to scale to the vision that I had. And that is so hard. Was I the first friend who you had to say? You were my second. Oh, second one. You so were my good. second. So I had a little warm up, but you were the harder one. Because <laughs> I was really insistent. I'm like, no, no, no. No, I not only that, because I really wanted to do it, right? Like, it's almost yeah. like it was like, it, it was hard. It was hard. And, and I, I think one of the learnings there is that somebody who truly cares about your success, when you say no, is going to respect that and support you and appreciate you, right? Which ultimately I was like, okay, I get it. And I'm so proud of you and go rock it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. So the piece that wasn't public knowledge at that time was that you had been on Dragon's Den. Mm -hmm. We and taped and it hasn't come out yet. Right. And now for our international listeners that you might know Dragon's Den or you might know Shark's Tank would be mm -hmm. the equivalent, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. okay. And what I was talking about in last week's with the patients is that was actually your third try on the Dragon's Den. It was. Den. It was my third try um, trying to get on it. Yes. And, and the brand is three years old. So I've literally gone every year. <laughs> 
but the timing, uh, there's so it much was. to talk about here, right? Like, first of all, what That's was it that made you say, I'm going to go back for year two and three? So for year two, it was, um, I knew I was going to go back the whole year. I was waiting and like looking for when the tryouts again were, the auditions were, and I was determined and I was like so confident I was going to get on. And when I did and I said, I thought, you know, it's not in the flow and, you know, and that's fine. And I was okay with it. And I adjusted my sales. And then this year I actually wasn't planning on going. And what had happened is a, a commercial or something came up on my feed somewhere. I saw somewhere that the auditions were coming into town this week and something like, it was just like a little nudge inside. And I just pulled out my calendar and I was free that day that it was in huh. Hamilton. And you know what? It was so last minute. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go. If it's meant to be, it'll me. And I think the difference was I wasn't nervous. I wasn't practiced. I, when I went to pitch the producer, so this is in order to get on to the actual dragons to actually pitch with investors and record, you have to pass a few tests. So the producers have to pick you. Um, so this was a pitch to the producer and that's how far, this is where I couldn't get past the first two times. But my, I was a lot more confident. My company was actually a company now. It wasn't just an idea or a vision or, you know, something like very, very startup. It's still a startup, but, you know, there's different, different versions of startups. So when I went on, I literally had 20 minutes to just get in, say my thing and get out. And I think my confidence and ability to sort of know my brand in and out by that time has really helped. And, and then I got a call back saying, you're invited to actually tape. Was that surreal or at that point had your confidence? And no, had- that, that totally was surreal. That was like, oh my gosh, for real? Like I just could not believe <laughs> because like, you know, you kind of like, um, kind of, I don't want to say get used to it, but you kind of like, because I've already twice, I nothing came of it. So I just said like, you know what? It's worth a try. I had nothing to lose. So when they called me back or they, and they emailed me and said, you know, these, this is a date that you're taping, please confirm. It was like an explosion inside of me. I was like, oh my gosh, like this could be, you know, like what, like it was just awesome. Trust the timing is something we're always talking about, right? We have to have the patience and trust it. What was it in the early stages that kept you trusting the patience or like trusting the timing? I think just um, the experience of life by this time, I know in life, um, you know, sometimes the path to your goals is you have to take some turns, you have to take some detours. It's just like I've accomplished a lot of my goals that I've set for my photography career, for my other, for, for my family life. And none of my goals ever in my life have gone from point A to point B just like that, right? So I think <laughs> I kind of nice? know the way yeah. life works now. I'm like, okay, it doesn't mean it's never going to happen, right? I kind of, I trust the, the fact that like I've been here before, I've struggled, um, things didn't go my way and I still end up where I need to be. So by this time, I actually just am learning to really go with the flow, and just understanding that if something is not going my way, it actually is going my way. It's just like guiding me into the, you know, through this um, labyrinth, I guess. And walking through and trusting that the dots are connecting. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you can only see that when you look backwards sometimes. Right. Well, that's a quote from Steve Jobs, actually. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe we have to trust that they're looking forward. Yeah. Now, I, when, we were, when I asked you to be on the show, I had said to you, 
you know, the, the show is about highlighting the private story behind the public success story. And your reaction was, do you remember what your reaction was? No. Your reaction was, well, I don't really feel like I've hit that level of success yet. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that because I think a lot of us to the outside, things look like they're rocking and rolling and everything's on the right path. And inside you can feel stalled. Or yeah. that you're, you've just got this bigger vision, so you don't... You do. I, always, I am a visionary. I've always have been. So um, a little bit of information about my childhood. I was raised by a two-time Olympic gold medalist. So I think I'm kind of wired to play big. So even with photography, I always knew that I would be shooting the covers. I, I, I always wanted my work to be blown up, to be, you know, the, the window display of whatever it is, Right. So, and same with this brand, like I want it to be a global brand. I want it to be everywhere. I want people to recognize rocking vibe and compare them and be like, oh, this is my rocking vibe. So that's where I envision myself. And of course, it's going to take a really long time to get there and a lot of work and I'm ready for it. But I definitely feel like I'm just starting out like in this, on this journey. How do you, okay. Cause you did have like a lot of success in your photography career, right? Like you did work I did. with Lululemon, mm -hmm. Reebok, like what were some of the brands? Yeah, I um, shot for Reebok Canada, multiple magazine covers, um, Lululemon, Good Life, which is one of the primary Canadian fitness gyms. So all of their marketing, um, it's been, it was a really amazing ride and I loved and, every minute of it. And don't forget my book cover. Oh, right. We want to be yeah. sure we add that to that Absolutely. list. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> I'm teasing. But in that, you know, really, there are probably photographers who are listening today who are striving towards that, that big level. What do you think your secret sauce was? Um, I think it's my ability to just focus on the end goal and not to give up. I think you only fail when you stop trying. And I think being having wired to being raised by a female who's always um, led by example and persevered no matter what, I think it just kind of like installed that in me. You don't just turn away. You don't just give up when it's difficult. You just keep going. And if you don't give up, you will get there. And that's always been my mindset. Like I just expect doors to shut and I just keep, you just keep looking for, and that's the fun of life. That's the fun of achievement. Did you have like a lot of pressure from your mom, like being a two-time Olympic gold medalist? By the way, which sport was it again? Gymnastics. Gym oh my gosh, even more perfection driven, right? Was that ever, like, because it sounds like that was very inspiring in the way that you interpreted that expectation. Was it ever, did you feel like that sense of you're not perfect enough, you're not Never, never. No. You didn't have that. No. And you know what? This is something that I'm coming to realize right now as a grown um, adult and with children of my own. Um, and this is a huge reason why I created Rocky Vibe. So you know when you are a child and you grow up and you do things at home and then you go to someone else's house and they do things differently. And right. you're like, oh, like, I don't, little things like, you know how some people wet their toothbrush before they brush their teeth and oh, before they put the toothpaste on and some do it after? 
what? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So that's oh, the thing. Who Do- doesn't wet their toothpaste or their toothbrush first? <laughs> a lot of people don't. They put their toothpaste on and then they put it underwater because that's how they were, you know, that's how things were done in their house or certain ways. Like, you know, how you set the table or whatever. Like there's so many things in our daily lives that we are the product of our environment. And then as a child, when you go to someone else's house for a sleepover and all of a sudden they do this differently and they do this differently and they snack differently and they, their good night routine is different. And then you're like, whoa, that's not everybody's. You know what I mean? You just kind of like, right. you. so being raised in that environment, it was always like, I just assumed like, that's how, you know, that's normal. And it wasn't until I graduated university and started growing up that I saw that like, I was a little different because I was not afraid of challenges. I never was like afraid of failure. Um, and that's because that, that, that was modeled for me. That's the environment I grew up in. That failure was part of life and it was nothing that would hold you, hold you back. And to be qu- quite frank with you, that mindset that I kind of almost ingrained in, ingrained in me, um, I want to pass on to my kids. And I've realized that in this day and age and the community that we're here, that's not the, the majority of the mindset. A lot of people, it's not right. So like people are just content doing their thing. And like a lot of the times people are scared and they don't pursue and they don't take that step just because it's, it's, they hold themselves back and that mindset holds them back. The mindset of, um, the fear. And I just wanted to make sure that I give the same, um, head start to my kids as I was given. In that development stage. And that's why Rocking Vibe came about. It's an empowering brand. It's about letting people know that when you wear these pieces, you're connect- you, it's a reminder of your deeper purpose in life, that we're all connected and that anything you want in life, you can achieve. And you just have to look for it inside of you. So it connects. You know, it kind of taps in. It goes in, 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 inside. Yes. Um, and that's the, the actual true purpose of and the reason behind my me waking up at six in the morning right now and working till midnight and building this brand and wanting it to be global because I think um, it's something that I can leave behind and an impact. Yeah, it is incredible. So, okay. I want to, there are a few things that you said that I want to pick up on first. Let's go back to your kiddos. So how many kids do you have? I have three, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So People who say that they're too busy to make their dream a reality, I feel like we need to just, you know, staccato that note. You have three children, young children. And so how are you finding the time to do both? What is your routine? I, I don't have a routine. Balance. I struggle every day, Allison. I, um, there's no equilibrium. There's an, it's, it's a constantly ever-changing. But I think my passion is really strong. When it all comes down to, I just can't stop thinking about making this brand impactful. For example, when I had, I I launched this this brand and I found out two months after launching that I was pregnant with my third child. It was unplanned. It was a big surprise. Um, Thrilled, overjoyed, really happy. But at the same time, knew that I had to put the brand on hold. So made a a concrete decision to stop doing that. I I am self-employed, so I don't get a map So I still had to photograph. And what ended up happening happening is I just could not stop. I would constantly, whenever I had a minute, when the kids were coloring or sleeping or napping or doing something else, I would intuitively pull out my phone and start sourcing or creating or the ideas would just evolve. Or when I would play with them, I'd get inspired and I'd come up with a story for a piece. It just had, it's almost like it had a mind of its own. 
And I attribute that to the fact that I was really passionate about it. So I think for those people who don't have to do make time for their dream, their dream is just not big enough. It's just not like, it's not powerful enough to take over. And then I, sometimes it's unfortunate for me that my passion for this brand is so big that I'll just, I'll prioritize it over my social gatherings. I'll prioritize it over (laughs) showering sometimes. You know, it's just kind of, it's so, it's such a huge part of what I want to accomplish in life that it pushes its way through. So not, I love that. If your dream is not inspiring you, it's not powerful enough to take over. That's, and that's what, that's my experience. It might not be, but for me, that is so true because I've dabbled in other things and I've tried other things, but nothing ever was so persistent in my soul, like deep down that that's just all I wanted to do when I woke up this is how I wanted to impact. I, I just feel like this is my way that I can make a difference for the future. And I love doing it. I feel so alive when I hold the crystals. It's like, sometimes I say, it's like somebody, like whenever I start creating and holding crystals and putting designs together, it's equivalent of somebody cracking open a window in a, in a, in a room. Oh, I can, I can understand that. So with your children, I want to just touch on them again. They, the, the whole failure piece, because what I see, and you know, I don't have real children uh, yet. What I don't see is a lot of people allowing children to fail. It's true. Right. So it's something, that, something I'm aware of that. Well, I put my kids in sports. I, um, let the, I let them do hard things. And actually, um, recently I've started, I, I really started to model for them things. Like I'll purposely, like if I'm trying to cook something new, I'll let my kids know, guys, I'm trying something new. It may not turn out. This is a really hard recipe, but I'm really excited to try it. Oh, cool. um, I pepper in these lessons that I'm kind of like want them to embrace. And I'm showing them that I'm not afraid to try hard things. And I let them try hard things. Um, For example, there was a toy that my son really wanted. And he's, he had a time he was four years old. And this was a toy for seven to nine year olds. And I was fully aware that there was no way that he would be able to do that. And I explained it to him and he said, I still really want to do it. And I said, okay, let's do it. And it's okay if you can do it, but let's try. I can help you. Um, You know, at the end of the day, we didn't end up finishing the toy. It was way too hard and complicated for him, but he tried it and he failed and he was okay with that. And I think something like that, just knowing that it's okay to fail as long as you try. And like, and now he knows he doesn't, it didn't, it didn't result in a regret for him. And that's an important lesson on its own. Right. Because if you didn't try, it's almost like if you then you would never know that it's okay to fail. You'd never know that it's okay. Right. And even like making that decision, like going all in on rocking vibe and leaving the photography behind, like, how do you resolve that? Because you have such an innate talent, right? And when it comes to photography, like that creative eye as well. So how do you, like, do you miss it? I don't miss it because now I do everything for Rocking Vibe in-house. So I'm able to use all my transferable skills, everything I learned from working on big sets, how, how to create an image that speaks. I'm now still doing that. Right, except for the Rocking Vibe piece. Exactly. Except now I'm growing my own brand, my own way, with my own voice, instead of trying to speak someone else's voice. 
And are you like surrounded by people? Like I know some of your friends and they're all very popular, like, like positive people, right? Like they're yeah. very, uh, like you had the party and it was like, I ran into just a whole bunch of people who I've known and, and not one of them is a negative Nancy, it seems like. Have you ever had naysayers in your life, people who weren't supportive of what you're trying to do? I have, of course I have. And I quickly walk away from that. Um, I just, by this time, by this time in my life, time is my biggest asset. So I consciously choose who and why and where I put invest my time. Um, so I tend to just, um, you know, surround myself with those people. It's, it's a conscious choice. And hard sometimes. Well, actually, it's not hard because once you've made that decision, it's easy to get away from the the negativity. Right. And because I've surrounded myself with people with, with the right mindsets, um, that it's almost like back to the fact that we're the product of our environment. So every single one of my closest, closest friends are really good at saying no. I really perfected, have perfected or have really worked hard. I wouldn't say perfected. Um, the guilt-free way of honoring what they need. So like empowering other people to say no. Yeah, exactly. Like just by by being surrounded by them and seeing them that they can say no and they can do it without saying, I'm sorry, right? Um, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Instead of like, I'm choosing to do this instead. Right. Honoring the fact, right? It's, It's the choices that they're making and they don't feel guilty because I'm sure that they fight their urge to feel guilty. They work on that. And right. that's what I've started to really do. Good for you. One of the things that I loved about your dragon's den appearance, appearance was, and, and this, you know, builds on that, having a very confident communication. But you were so steadfast and strong when they hit you with like some objections and you were like, actually, that's not right. Like (laughs) you were awesome. Like, where did that come from? Or were you just holding your breath and like, just going for it? No, I think that's kind of like my fight instinct when it's, um, I think that's part of my personality. When I really truly am wanting something in life, I will, I will figure out a way to get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was like, you know, I was very confident. I, I know um, what this brand is capable of. I know what I'm capable of. And um, I was just able to explain it and sort of um, hold my own because I knew that they needed to see that. Right. And you know what's crazy is when we were there, you're kind of in a room with just these six people and there's cameras around, but you don't see it. So it's really a personal conversation. So because at that time, I'm not speaking to thousands or I'm not even thinking that thousands or millions of people are watching this, right? Right. I'm having this one-on-one conversation addressing these concerns like you would talk to any person. And another thing that I did before going on Dragon's Den, I sort of gave myself a little pep talk, letting them know that we're all people at the end of the day. We all have the same feelings. We all need to sleep. We all need to eat. We all have, uh, we all get hurt. We all get happy. We have, we're passionate passionate about certain things. We get sad about certain things. So at the end of the day, we are, we're made from the same cloth. So when I went in there, it's almost like I knew that they had different gifts to offer and different, um, positive attributes to my company, but I didn't feel like I didn't put them on a pedestal. I almost was like inviting. I was, I was showcasing them this opportunity and inviting them if that felt right to them rather than feeling desperate, like, please come with me. Right. And that shone through. 
And I think sometimes <laughs> people get intimidated because they forget. You do. Absolutely. You get this, like, you almost get starstruck. These, these are such important people. But at the end of the day, we're all important people. Right. Right. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to like, um, to see yourself, like if you're not doing things on the grand scale or on the public eye, like, you know, the, the nurse that's not being shown on national TV doing her job doesn't mean that her job isn't more important than somebody who's being shown on TV. Exactly. So that mindset, I think, really helped me. Like, just knowing going in there, like, if it's meant to be, if the right person is out there, they're going to join me and help me grow this, this thing, this vision. And if they're not, that's okay. That's, that means that that's not their journey. That's not part of what they want to participate in. But it doesn't mean they're better than me or, you know, or I'm better than them. Right. It just is they've got a different path and you're going to keep going on this path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So now that you've done the show and you did get a deal, like, yay, you, you won. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what has changed? Um, definitely my confidence, um, right. for sure. That, that sort of, that assurance that everything is going in the right direction. So it's kind of like a sign. I use that as a sign to let me know, like, yes, you are exact, you're headed exactly in the right direction because this wouldn't have happened if you weren't. Right. So just the confidence and ability to just stand a little taller and push a little harder and knowing that um, I'm on the right track. Now, the deal itself, what is that like? Is there a lot of due diligence after you get the deal, after the show? Like, take us behind the scenes. Um, so Michelle has been absolutely incredible. We started working together. Um, and um, on the back end, yes, like I had to incorporate. There's lots of things that I need to do um, that are just like little details that are maybe are not as important for the actual growth, but yet also important. My, you know, but it's been incredible. She is just, she has experience that I don't. I don't have a business degree. I don't have, um, I haven't been here before. She's grown so many brands. So to her, something that's second nature, um, she can deliver, she can help me that way. And that's what I was looking for, the strategic partner. Um, and just growing up in the environment that I did, um, my mom was a coach. Um, so I know you can have a, the most talented athlete. And unless you have, a coach or a guidance or an activator, you will not be able to reach your potential. And I don't think anybody can ever do anything alone in this life. We're not born alone. We're not, we don't just appear. Somebody births us. We don't um, go through life by ourselves. We always have teachers. We always have parents. We always have community. Even if we do feel isolated, we never are. No one ever does anything alone. So, and I just felt like I was, I, I was ready to bring in help, bring in guidance and, you know, be coached to be great. So what type of coaching with her? Cause have you ever had a business coach in the past? I didn't. And that's another thing. Like a lot of the times, everything I've done was more intuitive and just me deciding, oh, we're going to launch it this way or the inventory. We're going to do it this way. It was really just sometimes me reinventing the wheel. Like looking back, it's kind of almost cute to see like the things I thought, like how you do things. Um, but it, it was a needed step to learn everything about the business. I kind of feel like I went to business school in the last um, two years. <laughs> but Baptism yeah, by fire, you know, right? just little tips and little um, strategies and just streamlining things has really been helpful because I'm a creative. So a lot of the times um, I, I get pulled in certain directions and ideas and 
I am also really strong at that, like at creating, but I'm not strong at Excel sheets. I'm not strong in like strategizing. So just having help with that and knowing that like it can be done right has been incredibly helpful to scale. So what is the advice? Do they say to, what's the word, delegate that out to somebody who is, or are they encouraging you? And uh, I, I guess it's actually Michelle specifically encouraging you to learn how to do it first so that you can do it and then find somebody else who will do it. Um, she's actually helped me with strategy development, just like what needs to be done for like launches and um, how do we market and what has worked in the past. Just like all these things, like pretty much like a whole new chapter has been added to my workflow that I didn't know how to do. And because of that, I didn't explore it. So basically, she's giving me all these other tools in my tool belt that I didn't even have before. Now, I wonder if eventually you would have achieved the dream anyway, and this is going Absolutely. to accelerate. Absolutely. And that's how I felt. Like I'm a mom of three out of London, Ontario, striving to have a global business. And I've baby stepped my way this far. And now I'm ready to take bigger steps, but I can't do it alone. I can continue baby stepping and eventually I'll get there. But I'd love to turn years into weeks, months, you know, just like see where I can get. Right. And your ultimate vision, what is that? Internationally recognized brand for mindful accessories. So when people think about their stage presentation, they invest in a rocking vibe piece. They go online and they say, like, this is what I want to wear, no matter where you are globally. When people show up for important meetings, they tend to pull that piece rather than another piece of jewelry. Um, and just to be known and as a common name, like, like Pandora, like um, Alex and Annie, that, that's kind of the goal. Awesome. And you know, it's funny because that's what I do to think of. I go, oh, it's an important day. And I grab my rocking vibe. Yay. I do. That's why I always wear this one on stage. And I, my bracelet, which in the promo video, I actually got to show you the bracelet. So if you haven't seen that yet, definitely check it out. Now I, Liana, I have every week, I'm asking several questions that are just, you know, our, our magic five, but I think they're actually six. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to ask these to you. Let's do it. A book that changed your life. Fire started by Danielle Laporte. Oh, fire sessions, yeah. Wow. Okay, that was like without even a break. Yeah, no, that's that that was one of my books that helped me tap into my passion. Wonderful. So Firestarter by Danielle Laporte. And I have actually not read it yet. So thank you for that because I will add it to my list of reading because I love to read. A time in your career when you pushed through fear. Oh my gosh, recently when I had to say no to walk away from the stable paycheck and contracts that have, um, you know, given me the ability to start this brand and to not know how many sales I'm going to have weekly or monthly or, if, you know, if this is going to pick up, but just to like drop those contracts and, you know, take a leap of faith. Huge leap. That's Huge, awesome. Yeah. And it's in your belly, like it's in your passion. So I have yeah, I had to. I had to lead by example for my kids. Right, exactly. If you could change one thing that people do on social media, what would that be? I don't want to change people. I know. But what's your pet peeve of social media? Mm, 
I know what I do that I like, I unfollow people that don't bring positivity. I don't, I don't like people. So anything that triggers me on social media, I just remove that. Um, so I kind of, I don't know what I would change because if those people are triggering me, I take them off. Right. Which is beautiful. So instead of having them change, I change. Oh, right. Cause I have more power to do, to do what I, I, you know, I'm more powerful in changing my behavior rather than having somebody else change their behavior. Great insight. Great insight. Have you, oh, I know you've had to network over the years, right? Like mm -hmm. going out, meeting people. Do you have a networking story that wasn't very positive? What do you mean? Well, like an interaction with someone, like your worst networking story where like I often will tell lots of stories where I failed or I embarrassed myself like the other day. Okay. I, so yeah. I went into the Dragon's Den wanting Michelle and Arlene. Okay. And I am a huge fan of Arlene. Um, her life story has been really inspiring for me. And just if you haven't seen my episode, go look at my episode. Arlene was not a fan of me. Um, oh, yeah. and my heart, right? Like I, out of everybody there, I was just like, Michelle and Arlene are my, my two that I just, I just want to talk to them. I just want to see their, like what they're, you know, how they can help. And I was just like, so excited to share a piece of myself with them. And, um, so that was kind of heartbreaking a little bit. Like I walked off and I was like, I, you know what, that's, it's okay. And could have gone better with Arlene. <laughs> oh, that would have been so sad. Yeah. And you and Michelle loved you. I mean, yeah, we clicked and it's, she's just the right energy and um, the right knowledge. And it's been, it's been an, you know how, when they say everything happens for a reason, she's definitely the right dragon for me. Okay. Right. And so if Arlene would have loved you too, then maybe she wouldn't have been the right dragon. Maybe. Yeah. Favorite empowering quote. Okay, so there's so many, but the idea that you choose, like just that whole idea of like, we always have a choice. Like, don't blame somebody else. Don't expect somebody else to do things. Don't, um, like you are in control of what, how you, you, you steer your ship. And it's not a quote. It's almost like a mindset. And there's so many different ways of saying that. And I can't kind of narrow down, but like you make the choice at the end of the day. Choice to go to your kids' um, interview or choice to go out for, for a drink or choice to stay home and work late that night. And you live with those choices. So your choices is what, what builds your life. So if you choose to always say no to things that don't feed you and yes to things that fuel your soul, you will end up in a better place. So just realizing that, um, and I've mentioned that earlier, like I, I, I'm choosing not to do this. Right. And sometimes those are really, really, really hard choices. But at the end of the day, it's always a choice. Awesome. Love choose it. Okay. That is, I think, where we're going to wrap it up. What an inspiring story. I think people, if you haven't checked out the Rocking Vibe brand, please do. I know the holidays are coming up. So if you're looking for a perfect gift that has a lot of meeting for someone or for yourself, definitely worth checking out. Where can people go to find you? rockingvibe.com or on Instagram at rockingvibe. Okay. And you love it when people take pictures of them wearing rocking vibe. Oh, of 
course. I yeah. love to see people rocking their vibe and living their purpose and also just letting me know that um, if I have inspired them or made a difference because that's, that's my goal, right? That's awesome. the reason. Wonderful. Well, listeners, it is time to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency Ninja podcast. And I remember I'm Allison Gray. I'm your host. And I love hearing from you. You can reach me at r-ninja.com and on most of the social media. Allison D. Graham is where you can find me. Please share this with someone you know who needs to hear it. And if you are not driving and you're listening to a podcast, please take a nanosecond to push a five-star review and write a quick review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks so much for being here. And until next time, don't let those obstacles determine your outcome. Thank you for tuning in to Resiliency Ninja with Allison Graham. We are thrilled to have you as part of our community. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can always connect with Allison at r-ninja.com and find important links to show notes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, embrace whatever obstacles come your way. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.